Hello everybody and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions of the world. And I have to deal with them, I'm your host Molly Marsh. I'm just wandering around my house looking for Johnny so that he can say hello to you. But I think he might have gone out. Andrew, has Johnny gone out? He didn't even say goodbye. To, to see the last night in Soho. In Soho. In Soho, sure. Okay, but bye then, Johnny, I guess. Um, I, this week on the podcast, um, Johnny and I had Alex Moreland over, who you'll know not only from his fantastic um, essays and articles, um, which exist all over the internet, but also from appearing uh, on a previous episode of Galactic Yo-Yo um, last year, I think, or early this year, I think it was last year. Um, it was nice to meet Alex uh, in person. Um, we didn't make dinner for Alex, um, as we have done for other guests, because he said that he eats unusually early at 5pm. Uh, so when he came over at 7 o'clock, he had already eaten. Um, it was good to chat to Alex. We talked about Village of the Angels, the latest episode of Doctor Who Flux. I thought it was the best episode of the series so far. Um, Johnny and Alex didn't seem to agree, so that was a, that made the conversation uh, made the conversation a fruitful one. I, for one, cannot wait to see how this this series uh, wraps up. Um, next week is sort of the start of the season finale, I guess. Um, so Johnny and I will be speaking to another another fantastic guest then, although I'm not sure who yet. Um, but uh, in the meantime. I hope you have a wonderful time listening to my conversation with my co-host Jonathan Volfish and our guest Alex Morland. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo. Ryan Seacrest voice again, Johnny. No, it was a one-time joke only. Oh, but you sort of did it last week, or did I just think you'd done it last week? No, what I was doing is I was trying to mimic you. Right, okay. I was trying to midnight you, as I think Will said. Um, Alex, could you do the Ryan Seacrest voice? Probably not. Go on. It's like, (laughs) welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo. Could you do any other voices? Yeah, can you do any comedy accents, impressions, anything like that? Brilliant impression of Will. Can you? No. Um, great, great. I'm actually going to turn you up a little bit. This happened last week too, didn't it? Yeah. Will just for a moment really panicked while yeah, listening to this. But <laughs> yeah. What just happened? One listener here just had some. Oh God, what's about to happen? <laughs> um, if it's he good. Listens, I don't know if he always listens. It's good to have you here, Alex. We're here. Johnny and I are here this week with um, with Alex Morland, um, who many of you will know from um, his various postings on both his own blog and other websites like Radio Times. Uh, and a also, prolific writer. Yeah, and also from this podcast, I spoke to you once before yes. um, during the lockdown. I think. Yeah, I think it would have been about October. Yeah. Maybe? What did we chat about, Alex? I've I've kind of forgotten. We, 
we spoke about my my firm belief that whoever replaced Chris Tudor mm. should not be a Doctor Who fan. I remember, and now that aged, is... aged into yeah. like, wrong. Aged, <laughs> clearly, yeah, that aged like sound, well, didn't it? You yeah. might not be. You said should. Yeah, maybe you are. Yeah, maybe right. it's, maybe we'll, yeah. maybe it'll be dreadful. Yeah, maybe he's just gone off it now. What do you mm. think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be dreadful? I hope not. Uh, are you worried? Are you worried it's going to be dreadful? Not particularly. Okay. Good. No, I think it'll be all right. Good. Um, okay. What we're here to talk about tonight, though, is the latest episode of Doctor Who. Doctor Flux. Who Flux. <laughs> yes. Episode four. Oh, that's not quite the right. No. It's something else. Village of the Angels. <laughs> uh, Village of the Angels. Um, I thought. No, I never do my take first. Alex, we want your take first. Uh, I thought it You're was... in a nutshell thoughts, please. I thought it was basically all right. Um, I, I know that that's a really, really strong opinion to get you started. So brave. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was basically all right. I thought um, it didn't really do anything new with the angels, but I thought it was kind of well-directed and it had some intri- some kind of striking images. Um, didn't really like the division stuff. Okay. Yeah. Johnny. Mm-hmm. Go on. What's your take? What's my take? Um, I found, I thought it was, the angels, the sort of, uh, I'll kind of refer only really to the story as about the angels bit, well, the Bell and Vinda stuff. Mm. Almost just isn't in the yeah, episode. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, referring mainly to that part of it, I thought it was really well done, like some of the most competent mm-hmm. storytelling we've had so far. And yet actually is the episode that left me coldest. I left sort of I I was I was a bit empty when I finished watching it. Um yeah, that's my take in a nutshell. I thought it was the best episode of Flux so far. And I feel a bit basic because I, I I get the impression that's a view that's shared by a lot of people on online. A lot of other Doctor Who fans. Is I, that a bad thing? No, I just like to I like to be different and on this occasion <laughs> I I feel like lots of people agree with me. So consistency in difference is Consistency, though. So if you're always true, true, if true. you're always the hot take, actually, you're now just someone with a hot take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now I'm, I'm doing, I'm actually being hotter by doing a cold you're, take. You're proving the point that you're not. Is it doing a cold take when you say something that is? Yeah. Is that a thing? I think it's lukewarm. A lukewarm take. Yes, my lukewarm take is I actually thought it was excellent. I thought, um, much like Maxine Alderton's old epi- uh, previous episode, um, which I know Alex, you weren't as. No, as, I, I didn't care for. My much. opinion is, it's like. I'm going to do some gestures now that the audience can't hear, but it's like haunting of reality here, the rest of the Whitaker era here is my wow. view on it. That, really. was a, that was a really hot take. Yeah. The hand was higher for the yeah. first one. <laughs> uh, and I felt like a lot of the things I enjoyed about that story were back here. So I, I thought the dialogue was much stronger. I thought, um, even though I didn't, I still didn't think Jodie Whittaker's performance was a standout. I thought she was... Um, better than she normally is. I actually thought Mandip Gill even was better than she normally is. I thought um, all of the characters, um, however well acted they were, had good material to work with. I thought it was atmospheric. I thought it had good ideas. Um, I thought the set pieces all worked really well. I thought she handled the... Um, and obviously we don't know how much of the writing was done by Alderton and Chibnall. I think you could tell. I think, yeah. I think some, of the, some of it was... Some of the fluxy stuff was... My feeling is this was like been fluxed by Chibnall I right? got so I mean for example Bellandina obviously that's been written all of that stuff mm, is Chibnall obviously. right but then I think even one of the biggest fluxy moments mm. is in the mind moment 
suddenly yeah, true. On, but you have once again a beautiful shot the double beach actually really mm. clever like gorgeous a yeah, 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 shot yeah, having yeah. a double beach but but that's the direction that's not necessarily the writing mm. um suddenly that's real like law like plot heavy of the overarching season so I was like that's probably where Chibnall's taking over and it's not surprising that suddenly we're stood together in a sort of a hologram world and we're just kind of talking and the, and the yeah. action is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like the hallmarks of Chibnall are very clear in the division moments mm-hmm. there's, there's a bit there where um, sort of the weeping angel says oh you know I, I work for the division and then the doctor goes what do you mean are you trying to say that the division has weeping angels working for it it's like that's a Chibnall line. Mm. Yeah, it's like that we already said that. that. We already established that we don't... Yeah. Yeah, God, it actually just, really is clear yeah, everything about it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's start with positives. What did you like about the episode, Alex? Uh, I like... I love it when... It doesn't happen often, but when Johnny goes host... Yeah. Like, he is, you know, he is a host, but, like... Yeah. I have host capacity. You're playing second fiddle, usually, and then, and then sometimes you go, Oh! I'm all grown up. I <laughs> do a little bit of hosting. But if I ever get big from my boots, shoot me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. To shoot I will. Me down. I will. No, it's good. I've, I've been listening for for the past four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of the dynamic? Yeah, I'm yeah. enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But when I'm listening at home, I always reply. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, yeah, you know, Florence Nightingale, she invented pie charts, and now you can hear me tell you that. I didn't Did know you? that. That is yes, really interesting. Wow. I, I have about three weeks worth of replies that I'll walk mm. you through later. Really? Would you prefer <laughs> the, the pie chart or the Venn diagram? Um, <laughs> For me, it's Venn diagram all the but way. Yeah, yeah. All the way yeah. down. Easy Venn diagram. Yeah. Apologies to Florence. Although my favourite example of the pie chart is that one that I've seen a picture of where it's like the pie I've eaten and the pie I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> I love phenomenal. That. Use of it. It's so good. Um... Where was Alex? He was talking was about his something. favorite bits. Yeah, yeah, go bits. on. Um, yeah, what were my favorite? I th- yeah, I think I thought. Um, I think I thought that it had a lot of quite good um, sort of imagery and stuff. Like mm. I think Maxine Alderton had a good um, sense of how to push things, like like that idea that the image of an angel becomes an angel. I like the. Um, Sort of the sketch of the angel. I like. Yeah, the, that was good. I like the polygraph drawing the angel. I thought that was mm. quite cool. Um, I liked all the stuff with the polygraph. I thought that bit at the beginning where yeah. um, it's kind of establishing that she's lying about what year it is, what year she was born, that kind of thing. I thought that was really great. Yeah, it was great. It really gave visual it, as well, yeah. which is rare for this era. Mm. It's true, actually. In an era where. You know what? It's got that in common with Haunting of Villa Diodati as well, because that had that incredible visual thing of the the house um, moving around There's fantastic and, gags where they come in through and, the yeah. door or Chibnall would never do something like that I took, I took and you know what that's yeah. not even necessarily me having a go at Chibnall which yeah. I do often but that's just like that's it not a Chibnall a sort of yeah. move whereas yeah Alderton is a visual writer evidently mm. right uh, which is surprising because she comes from soaps which aren't a particularly visual part of does TV. she come from soaps I... or is she is she just writing soaps? All I know is I just feel like Andrew Ellard said that <laughs> she comes from soaps, so yeah. I've just taken that face value and said she comes from soaps. I was reading something yesterday about her. her I think soaps. she just uses soap. What? Oh, okay. She <laughs> <laughs> oh, smells clean. Yeah. But, um, apparently, she did this um, Alzheimer's episode of a soap. I've already forgotten which one, but there's a bit where um, the character's trying to pay for something, and he's just got 
like it's money, but because we're seeing it through his eyes, and they're just like unintelligible tokens and that's things. Such a great way. That's of so yeah. great. That's that's it's very much quite... Florian Zeller's The Father. Yeah. Way before. Well, oh, yeah. Florian Zeller wrote that. I hate the play version. Apparently, the Thorn version is very good. I'm really going into it. my opinion on this. Okay, because it's unformed. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell me like It's also yeah. the, the thing we don't like, which is an intellectual tangent. It's an intellectual <laughs> tangent. Yeah, I have issues with Florian Zeller. Listener, um, <laughs> I took some notes for this episode, which is unlike me. Usually, I'm very unprepared. This is a rare episode where we're recording it on the Monday, mm. not straight after watching it. So we've all had a little bit of time for our brains to digest it. Actually, My... I think that's going to be the thing from now on. These okay. next, the next three, I think, are going to be Mondays. Love it. Um, one of my first notes, though, great direction. Yeah. So I like particularly uh, just really good shots, but um, interesting shots as well. One of the best ones, which is so beyond the kind of creativity we usually get. And I'm just happy to see. I'm not complaining about usual. Is the mirror shot where she Claire ducks down into the mirror and we go through the mirror? And that's I, the did you see the behind, behind the scenes snap oh, of that? They, they, they well, shared a behind the scenes snap would, of, a du- yeah. of a double of the room and there's a green screen. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, and that's that's the sort of thing I hadn't seen that, but yeah, mm. that, that's the. I sort don't know who of... shared it. I think it maybe was the actor who plays Claire. Mm. Yeah, it's the sort of thing we haven't. We've got some of, but not that. That's better than just. Com- piling a nice shot and getting a good angle that's mm. actually thinking what can we do with a camera that's interesting what can we do and I really appreciated that in this episode I thought that was um, like Jamie Magnus Stone's best directed one so far mm. which other ones has he done uh, help me out Spyfall 2 um, The Timeless Children uh, Ascension I think Ascension of the Cybermen um, the first two Foxes mm-hmm. and he's going to do the Regeneration Oh, oh he is. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Well, I guess he already has, right? Oh yeah, yes. That is very true. It's all done now. No, I thought um, there were some really good ideas, really good images. You're right, and some really good ideas, um, especially in relation to the angels. Like, it, I feel like it took a lot of what Stephen had done with the conceits mm. of the angels, and and kind of went, okay, what do we, what can we do with this? What kind of set pieces can we make from this? What do you know? What I mean, the image of an angel thing they used a lot more than they had. In Angels Take Manhattan, you know, mm. that hadn't really been looked at since um, Flesh and Stone. Sort of my issue with the episode, actually. Oh, really? Okay. I found it... Like, the angels are very much a Moffat thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole time, Chibnall has been aping RTD. Yeah. And RTD's style is something you can... You, like, uh, this isn't me digging RTD and saying he's worse than Moffat. What I'm, what I'm saying is RTD's style is one that you can ape badly better. Yeah. Uh, RTD's style is one that you can do just sort of plot like family based drama in space and it doesn't come across as vapid and empty because even if you're not that good at it because ultimately family drama is always a bit kind of intriguing whereas Moffat's whole thing is sort of story puzzle box things with Mm. complexity and like brilliant new innovative ideas and I found this one if I'm going straight into like my real criticism of this episode is actually it's Moffat as an aesthetic without meaning Whereas RTD, yeah. it's much easier to hint at the meaning. So I found it a lot of like going, well, these are all ideas we've seen with angels. Like it's like even the, the probably the most interesting thing in terms of like playing with it was the burning angel when she put the picture on fire. Fantastic visual like thing, really interesting to look at, but not like there's no substance to it. And it, I think that's the thing. If Moffat had brought the angels back, we'd get substance added to the way he'd change it. Whereas this was entirely just like aesthetic additions and it felt... This is where it left me empty, actually. So, I, I've seen this from a couple of people. I saw this from last week's guest, Will Shaw, said this in his review. I also saw um, 
Emma Jones, other friend of the podcast, said this about um, the fact that Claire, it was a premonition rather than a timey-wimey thing. She said that yeah. demonstrated the limits well, yeah. of Chibnall and Alderton's scope and, you know, versus Moffat. The thing, though, I think is that is the exception to what you're saying, because I do largely agree with you, actually, about that aspect. But the thing I think is the exception is the thing um, about an image of an angel becoming an angel and the image is a, is a, in her mind's eye. In Claire's mind, I that thought that actually, was yeah. that was actually pretty smart, yeah. um, and kind of had a bit of poetry it to is. it, and it was nice. I mean, I, I sort of love that bit, like the image in her in her mind, the thought of it, you know, becoming alive. It felt like um, like that that bit with the television felt slightly off, I guess, because it seemed like um, kind of in the Moffat version, it always struck me that it's the angel, like kind of a new angel, as opposed to the angel going through it. But that might just be my yeah. kind of askew interpretation, I, I suppose. Yes, I suppose you're right, actually. Mm. I, I hadn't really thought of that. My main question, I raised in a previous episode of this mm. podcast, uh, what happens if you just whack an angel with a hammer? And here we finally got a degree of an answer of when the old bloke touches mm. the angel, that's enough to send him back, actually. He doesn't need to blink. So like the actual physical Well, no, because the, the, the issue with blinking was always that the angel touches you when you've got your the angel can only move when you've got your eyes yeah, closed yeah and then you touch them so it's always I always the touch it, was the thing not I always working. wondered if when they're when they're being observed actually that power is also not working okay fine um, whereas seemingly the answer to that is no it's still working mm. and we got a bit of an answer to that and it kind of it, it, it's gone some way to my what happens if you bulldoze an angel yeah yeah, yeah question yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's really pertinent. Like, what, which episode did that come up in? Episode one or I don't know. I just I like yeah. I want to see someone episode. take a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball to an angel <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see uh, I want like, Miley Cyrus to take I a I want John ball. Bishop in like a high waisted thong on a uh, yes. <laughs> on a fucking wrecking ball going straight into the angel. I singing it in his accent as well. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um what did we think then of our main cast this week, Alex? Um, we've got Jodie Whittaker back as the Doctor, back again. We've got Amanda Gill as Yaz. We've got uh, John Bishop as Dan. Um, how did they fare this week? Uh, I don't know, largely the same as, as always. Um, I, I thought this, this episode gave some some nice stuff to, to Yaz, um, kind of going back in time and still immediately thinking about, like, look, we've got to find this child. That's true, actually, um, yeah. yeah. But then equally, there's lots of points where it felt like that there were just kind of too many lines given to John Bishop, things that could have been like split in half and they could have both... Um, like there's that joke he gives about, um, oh, uh, we, we've got a long time to tell you this story. I think they could have... That that could have been both of their lines. Mm, that true, sense. true, 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 true. Um, yeah. And there were a lot of bits where it was quite kind of perfunctory dialogue, like, oh, I doubt it. Oh, yes, let's do this. Let's go there. Mm. It's, you know, I mean, that's... Part of the course with with the answer. The bit I thought Mandip Gill was stronger than she usually is is when she was sort of tearing up and she was explaining to the mm. to Peggy that the doctor was going to come and I thought that was better acting from Mandip than usual. I think you're right that some of the writing was better than usual for her. Um, they used her police background and not in a way that Chibnall would use it. Like yeah. I feel like Chibnall. Would draw attention he to loves it. to bring up someone's job mm. and like thinks that's their whole character in a very like superficial way like mm. I don't know whether I said this on the podcast or just like in another conversation but I was watching The Power of Three 
Mm-hmm. And there's a bit where um, where did I say this in the podcast? Do you remember? Not that I recall. Okay, great. Have you where, been listening? Um, I have. Okay, yeah, so yeah, every week. Um, better than me. <laughs> <laughs> where Brian Williams yeah. um, is injured and Rory like gets something out, like some gadget out of his mm. pocket. And he's like, "Oh, I'm a nurse and I collect like alien medical supplies." And it feels so like, "Oh, that's like." No Chibnall trying to give that. Rory like a character moment yeah. kind of thing. I'd love if he did that with the house where she's just got like some fancy space um, handcuffs. handcuffs yeah, yeah. And it's actually in canon, we can imagine that actually these aren't space handcuffs, it's just a kinky space couple that she's, <laughs> and she's sort of She nicked. should have been um, yeah. her handcuffs in that first week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, really good point. But yeah, it felt like it was a bit more built into what was actually going in on yeah. in the story like Yaz was making sensible decisions about do you know what I mean yeah. about the searching for the kid and all that um, so I yeah I, I, I thought that was good I thought John Bishop was great I think every week I like him more and more and more mm. I think he's so I don't it's one of those things like yeah maybe some of the lines could have gone to Yaz but actually he's I just I love watching him so much he's so charming he's so magnetic I think part but of that is he's a very competent comedian and actor like yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. how to play drama he knows how to play comedy well like he just he he He's a char- part of being a good comedian is kind of charming people very quickly to yourself. You know, he's he's good at that. We're mm. in his wheelhouse. He's likable. Yeah. Sarah and I are thinking of going to his arena tour in full Doctor Who cosplay. <laughs> As Carvinista. As Carvinista. Yeah. Have yeah. you, Alex, seen? I have you yes, seen it? I have. Oh, I'm just going to show you live I'm, on air. No, I'm glad you're not. Doing that. <laughs> um, you're probably. Yeah. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, really, gave him, I really gave story. him a look there. Like, <laughs> like, so I was I'm, taken aback. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. sort of did a bit there where it was a bit sort of like you've been <laughs> it was a questioned. Sp- it was like, like, yeah. in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, that was entirely a bit. I didn't yeah, feel yeah. that <laughs> no, moment. <it's> okay. <laughs> For those listeners unaware, what I'm referring maybe, maybe to here. we should leave them unaware. <laughs> I don't think we should leave them unaware. I don't think that's in the spirit of Galaxy You didn't leave me unaware. I was just living my life. I got that text. I sent him the... The fandom equivalent of an unsolicited dick pic <laughs> yesterday morning. I, I didn't know about this picture. <laughs> I hadn't seen the discourse online. And suddenly I open I go, oh, Molly sent me a text. I haven't seen her in a couple of days. That'll be lovely. Can't wait, can't wait to catch back up with Molly. And I'm... What are you presented with? Explain what you're presented with. Uh, smut, filth, <laughs> um, bestiality. I wouldn't describe it as bestiality. Would you not? It's, no. It's not, not, it's not, not a dog, it's a Lupari. I mean, I, I don't so, know. Right, for those uh, listeners, it's quite horny, this is real. a picture of, of um, Carbonista raw dogging. Uh, da- uh, da- Do we know it's raw dogging? <laughs> I guess not. Do I we guess know not. that detail? That bit was my imagination, I suppose. I like that you got to put in dogging, though. It's quite a nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that's kind of why I went for it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know, I appreciate it. Um, sort of, um, uh, Dan has got his, his sort of toes on point. Um, it's, it is erotic. I, I think it's I, hot. I don't think the likeness of John Bishop is especially great. No, but um, it does, but it does you, all it, you need. It does the job. He's definitely saying it. Well, someone tagged, lots of people tagging him, and I saw this whole discourse of like, oh, it's creepy to tag John Bishop, and like, it's, it's like, you know, gross, and it's, what, and I'm like, I, you know, you're kidding yourself if if you think John Bishop is going to find that anything but funny. Well, we'll, we'll find out well, when you go. Like, to come on! Like this man is like, is like, is like is this the kind of assumption like... that John Barrow made? <laughs> <laughs> is this the kind no, of... I look. I just they're think, just going to find it a laugh. I think it is different. I think it's di- I think it's uh, it is one of those things where it is just like it would be different if it was a woman. 
to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also think in this case it's it's sort of it wasn't a, a middle aged like man who probably doesn't take himself too seriously exactly, in right? way. Like, yeah, I think it's fine. Like, you presume his kind of character. Let's maybe. hope it's a, we'll, we'll hope he fine. It's we'll the sort of thing he might do a routine about. Yeah, well, I mean, will. Yeah. do you think he will? He'll put the picture up at the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We didn't see any carbonist this week, did we? We saw him in the next time trailer. I think we saw too much of carbonist. Just not on the program. Yeah, not a fan of carbonista. Not found oh, that picture. Sorry, <laughs> I'm with you now. Sorry, yeah. I missed. I missed that. Um, when um when people were tweeting about it, someone was saying like, "Oh, it, it's so important to credit the artist. You should tag them in, <laughs> even when you're mocking them." Yeah, and talking about how awful yeah, it is. You've got, think... got to give credit to the artist. Like, I, lo- I love the state of just discourse in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I love, yeah, I love yeah. that we get Everything all these has shades discourse. of discourse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering if that would make it onto the podcast this week. Oh, of course. It was we, always going to. We're done I with the episode now, Alex. <laughs> yeah, just, we, we've done our reviews. This is what we're doing. This is now top hour. to bottom Dan Vanista. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, we're Dan Vanista standing. Um, okay. Um, what else could we say about the episode? Do you episode? think Carl Vanista would find it offensive if you referred to the position as Dobby to him? It, what, were they, they're not doing Dobby. No, no, but were, were you to be shagging Carl Vanista, this is what I'm asking, and you'd be like, do you want to, like, oh, can we change it up a bit? Can we do... Doggy, if you referred it to it in that way, what do you think? Because he didn't like being referred to as a dog in general. But it, this isn't referring to him as dog. It's just the general practice of. Yeah, because do- is it called doggy? Because that's how dogs do it. That's <laughs> no, why Alex, it's called doggy. Alex, right? Alex has a question. A, a, not, not not a question. Just just a general uh, <laughs> statement about it. This is just so much more time thinking about Carbonista and this picture than I had than I had hoped for in my life. <laughs> Not not just tonight. I, ever. I, I sent it to a friend last night, um, and he said, "God, you're doing this to a lot yeah, of people, yeah. aren't you?" And he said uh, <laughs> that he he hated it. It was harrowing. Not I don't think because it was because of the content, but because John John Bishop as Dan was the bottom, <laughs> and he and his his hope was was that 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 Dan would be the top. I think in, in that pair though. In that pair, right? In that Surely. pair, he's going to be the bottom. Maybe I we're think... making assumptions though. I, it, just because you're bigger doesn't mean you're necessarily the top. No, but it's 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 also just the dynamic between yeah, yeah. them. Like it's it's much. But more they're both quite snippy at each other. They're snippy, but it's like, like Car- Carvinista has the top end. I guess yeah, Carvinista put them sure. in a cage. Exactly, in exactly. Yeah, good, talking, point, good point. Good like, point. You'd be you'd be mad unless <laughs> unless it's one of those like actually yeah. when it comes down to the yeah 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 thing, it's often the case isn't it? Switch, it's often the case. So I've heard. So yeah. But your assumption is, my assumption actually is John John Bishop in general is a top but Dan and Carvanista in particular that's he's a bottom right 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 he bottoms for Carvanista only well no maybe just Dan for Diane he's a top no actually I see it the other way around yeah. do you I, I think Diane's the, the top there too what do you think Alex <laughs> <laughs> well I guess the, the implication is they haven't sealed the deal um Dan and Diane. Well, maybe they've had this issue where they've come through and I actually both want to be bottom end. They're incompatible. Like, ah! Mm. <laughs> Alex is struggling. Alex doesn't know what to on, make of this. On a related note. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. He didn't seem particularly bothered about Diane this week. Did no, he? he's forgotten that. He has forgotten he? about yeah. it. He sort of forgets. So it's like one week off, one, one week on, one week off. Like episode one, he was dead into Diane. Episode two, they, he got back 
and he wasn't he didn't go and find her I I took it that he because he looks at his phone and he sees it's like ten past eight he's just gone oh I'm late whatever that you know as yeah, usual yeah, yeah. okay didn't notice the date yeah he maybe assumes everything's gone back to you to normal yeah. yeah. fine that that's a pretty good explanation episode three Diane's in peril so he's stressed mm. about her again episode four he's forgotten yeah and now they're gonna be stuck in the is it a spoiler to talk about the trailer no 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 I didn't no no so. not at all someone told me off for that the other day on so what to, to mention the, the contents of the trailer. But oh, he, no. They're, they're stuck it's in the past episode. now, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, so, well, we got a line, like, they've been there for two yeah, years? Three, three years. Three, three years, yeah. yeah. It was Claire who'd been there for two years, yeah. Yeah, which I it's quite exciting, actually, as a trailer mm. line. I think it's one of those things as well, like, Johnny and I were sort of having this conversation before, where, like, Dan's been an interesting companion because he's been thrust into this very high stakes very all over the place mm. very um, season finale story and hasn't he hasn't had his normal time as Doctor Who companion mm. he's just mm. so like for Dan he's gonna his main takeaway from this whole experience is gonna be the three years he spent in, in yeah. the 1900s right That's it's the, not he, that, the, his first nap is in 1901 right for sure yeah. has he had dinner yet potentially not <laughs> from the first has he, has he used the laugh yeah. Yeah. So then they stopped off for a quick chicken bake I between they adventures. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, because yeah. they're like, look guys, we don't have time for dinner, but we'll we'll go to Greg's. Um Yeah. I was really I'm really glad they get just going ahead, talking about this line, they've been there for three years. I'm really glad because the moment that they were thrown back to nineteen oh one, the two companions, I suddenly got really like my I my my ears pricked up at a, with a worry that I was like if by the end of this episode the Doctor's got them back from 1901 easily I know it's not important to necessarily like rate compared to other stories but the whole tragedy of Angels in Manhattan yeah. is very undermined if it's quite easy mm. for this Doctor to solve that situation so I'm quite glad that they're at least there for a bit of time yeah they're gonna have to yeah at least face the consequences mm. of the Angels a little bit Right. Yeah, it, I'm glad it wasn't quickly ch- solved in that mm. sense. Mm. I do keep noticing that they keep, um, or, or it feels like they keep splitting um, John Bishop and Mandip Gill away from Jodie Whittaker, which I think is a COVID-19 COVID thing. thing. Mm. I, guess I don't so. know if that's because like she interacts with more guest stars, so it has to be limited. Yeah, I mean, she's interacting with kind of thing. Do you think? Do you think um, this? Uh, what do you think this episode looked like? Um, oh, sorry, gonna say that again. What do you think this episode looked like uh, pre-flux? Probably the same, or like pre-COVID. Do you I think, think it's exactly think prob- the same. Prob- not not exactly, because I suspect um, uh, that that polygraph thing we were talking about a minute ago. I suspect that um, Annabelle Sholey Claire probably wouldn't have been in in the Halloween apocalypse normally. I think it would have just opened with that. Mm. Uh, polygraphed it and you go oh hang on a minute she must have been sent back in time so I think that's that which is a better yeah, to the character yeah, yeah. yeah true but um, and that's probably why there's that inconsistency like between mm. the premonition and the timey wininess yeah 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 yeah, but, yeah. Um, that makes sense I could see it taking the exact same place in the season yeah. as Villa Diodati yeah, this always was probably, the third last episode yeah. but maybe there were a lot more mm. of just single episodes before it yeah well I suspect that's probably why this is the the one non-Chibnall one that's been preserved mm. and like every, and possibly the next two are the normal finale as well and the first three were just like this very quickly salvaged and smushed together 
Well, we were saying what, what, in a way, the arc of this series takes a similar form to the arc episodes of series 12. And that in mm. series 12, the ones directly relating to the Timeless Child arc is Spyfall Part 1 and 2, then you have um, Judoon, Fugitive, and then you have Diodati, Two Timeless Children as a trio, which is six episodes. Yeah. So if you take out Praxis and all these things and the Series 13 equipment, you've got... Our take four. out all the, all the dead weight. <laughs> as people, <laughs> massive fans of the arc of Series 12 would say, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it does have a similar shape, actually, um, when you put it like that. Interesting. Molly's struggling to respond to this like it's really interesting because we actually said this we did this thing. whole chat. We, in we've the had this whole area. discussion. Yeah, and I was like, I don't actually think that's quite a good point. I'm going to bench bring it that up for again. later. I think, I think, I think it's important and, and valid that you did. But it's what's made this moment very unorganic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. agree. Well, no, you're right. It's a good point. And well, we had when we, when you last came on the podcast, we yeah. had to do the first seven minutes we again. Oh, and I, I laughed that. at all of yeah. the jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made an effort to laugh again. Um, what did we think of the supporting cast this week? I'm talking about Claire. I'm talking Professor about Jericho. Professor Jericho. Jericho. I'm talking about um, both Peggy's and um, the grandparent. Oh, and the grand, grand yeah, the, aunt and uncle. Actually, yeah. that was a weird touch. Why grand aunt uncle? I suppose more distance between. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe relationship. Yeah, you'd imagine grandparents would be nicer. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Annabelle Shovey was very good. Um, That's Claire, right? Yeah, Claire. Okay. My a, a friend of mine, who I'm sure will be listening, uh, is is obsessed with her because she's in um, the Split, which is a, a another drama on BBC One. It's about divorce, not mm. not about time travel or anything interesting like that. But, divorce, um, babe, divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so yeah, I thought she was very good. Um, I thought the I, I thought the second Peggy wasn't old enough. Uh, Agree. She was meant to be in her seventies, and yeah. she looked to be in her fifties. I, I found that distracting because oh. also someone in her, in their seventies would have looked older then as well. Yeah. Do you think she looked pretty darn old to me? No, I don't think she looked not, old. Not, I've not. heard this from a lot of people. She didn't look old enough. Well, I mean, okay, my parents are in there, just turned sixty, mm. and she looked more than ten years older than them. But she would look twenty years older than them yeah. because this is in yeah. the sixties. People looked she was older, sort of ten in nineteen oh one, and then it was set in nineteen seventy four. Yeah, so she should have been like. No, it's set in the 60s, 67. Oh, 67. But she'd have been 77. 11, yeah, so 77. Pushing 80. Yeah. Yeah, She didn't look nearly 80. I wondered whether that was a COVID thing and whether 80-year-old actors weren't available because they're all shielding. Yeah. Or also, it's maybe difficult to work with an 80-year-old or, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually get... Like, at that point, most people have retired. Yeah, Yeah, but you do get elderly people in stuff normally. Mm. Um, there, there, there is like the same cohort of elderly people though who are in everything like if you yeah. look out especially in sitcoms yeah. there's like four or five of them and they're in everything get out the granny yeah <laughs> yeah um, what did we think of um, our guest star uh, Neil from The Between Us he was very good at being Neil from The Between Us <laughs> I was surprised at how little yeah like I Neil didn't I didn't was, think actually. of Neil from The Between Us at all when I, was I assumed at. he was the sort of actor that would be so tight he's quite good at, I think he's yeah, the best no. actor of the four given 12 Jay I don't know what his real name James is James Buckley James Buckley like that to me was just Jay in a green wig yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. this was a character yeah well, he, no he's definitely the best actor of the four in between is he I think essentially the only actor of the four I think James Buckley is an actor is he he's a been YouTuber, a, he's been he's in, yeah he does do YouTube and cameo now 
Well, yeah, I, I mean, the two are more like a more like, comedian. Yeah. Great company as Nigel Farage on cameo. Yeah, he's the only cameo star I'm aware of. Yeah, true. There's a bunch of people on. Is is the Range Rover mum doing them now? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Surely. Yeah, I can imagine um, she probably is. Do you do you want to? Speaking of that kind of thing, sorry. Before we move on. Okay, um, sorry. I just I just had proper interviewing there to do, but fine. Go no, on. no, I was. <laughs> I'm joking. This is actually ahead. a valid point about. I'm quite intrigued by both of these. <laughs> um, I noticed that Joe Martin was at a convention this weekend. Yeah. It surprised me because, um, the companions and the doctor don't normally. It's in their contract that they don't do it until they've oh, really? left. And, I didn't know that. And, it I, it's it made me think of this attitude that the kind of the show and the marketing around Joe Martin's doctor has had to her. Like she I feel like she's not been briefed on this kind of thing. And mm-hmm. like she's it it feels like the show didn't know or like Chris Chibnall didn't know what he was doing by making her the doctor. And like it treats her as like just one of many guest stars. When actually no, she's like an incumbent Doctor Who in many ways. Mm. She's canon it, as one of the doctors. Yeah, and she's it just reminded me of the way that yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, well, I, I've been sort of wondering about this. How would you have felt if all of this division stuff was... Because it doesn't really tie into the timeless child necessarily, does it? That's kind of been forgotten about now. And you don't sort really, of, yeah. One doesn't necessitate the other. Um, so I've been wondering... Yeah, you could have each without the yeah. other, actually. Yeah. So how it feels like it's not tying it. Either. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of forgotten about all of the rest of that. We're just on to the time cop or whatever now. Mm. But... <laughs> Oh, yeah, you, you can tell how much I'm loving it. But um, how do you think people would have felt about it if Chibnall had got David Bradley in and this was being shown as like this is William Hartnell in the months before he, he ran away from Gallifrey? Because that's... I mean, firstly, it still could be that. And we could get yeah. we could get in the finale, Joe Martin regenerates Doctor, yeah. into uh, well, yeah. David Bradley or a young or an, a de-aged David mm. Bradley or something. Uh, I don't think they're going that no. way. Well, that's that's what I've been did, though, yeah. c- kind of realised recently as well. Because if you said to someone, "Oh yeah, we're doing Doctor Who's Secret Origins," you would sort of assume it's like Susan, it's running away from Gallifrey, it's all of that. Mm. This mm. kind of hasn't touched that or gone near it or anything like that. It might still. Though. It might still. I've seen online. I've seen someone theorising online something to do with um, the child of. Um, yes, I was just about to and Bell, yeah. Bell, yeah. actually being Susan and, yeah. and the Doctor's not her grandfather it's just a sort of I'll look after you yeah. pal which um, has always been kind of um, in, like a vague, an implication sort of or an idea yeah. or and fuck because it, there's that, that. in fact there's a line in um, there's a line in uh, Hellbent where he talks about stealing the president's uh, president's yeah. wife or daughter or, yeah well both yes and yeah. that that implication is sort of that that's Susan well, Maybe. I always took it that the the president was his son, and then the right, granddaughter. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I guess that that's what's sort of fun about Hellbent. It is ambiguous in a way. Yeah. In a way that allows that. How do you feel in terms of like the way the division plot? You you sort of alluded that you're not a big. You hate. You're a hater. You're a division I, hater. I, I hate. Hate is almost. Hate is too strong a word for something you don't like. Okay. Um, but how did how did you no, feel about the the nugget we got of it this week compared to last? What did you feel about that its role in the story this time? I I mostly just find it quite dull, to be honest. Mm. Um, I didn't think that. I, I mean, aside from sort of the Weeping Angels or the this group of Weeping Angels working with the division, uh, I yeah I 
I don't care, to be honest. Sorry, that's terrible. But <laughs> yeah, it's just... It did I, feel like quite a well-paced episode ground to a halt the mm. moment it started being about yeah. the division. Which mm. is, that, that's how I feel about Villa Dear Also, as well. they, in previous episodes, have talked... Um, have always put a the on the division. And this week they did it. Last week they, they skipped it once. Did they? They have been slowly becoming a little bit more... Lack, lackadaisical with the weird because yeah. this week it was very much like division is the, and I like, yeah. I like it's like oh were they talking about yeah. it as if it felt more religious or like yeah. it was a, a kind of concept that, whereas the division felt more definitively yeah. like, Johnny's smirking because earlier yeah. oh, no, just no, 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 before you is this actually thing, not why thing, but you can say it as well okay so before you arrived when we were having dinner we were talking about how um, some bands used the Mm. And some don't. And how I said, I think in about 2001, bands started dropping the the from their names and it annoys me. Like, yeah. um, Arctic Monkeys don't have the Arctic Monkeys and like, why not? Listen, for, the, for the record, this is a ridiculous thing to be annoyed about. I'm not annoyed about it. I'm just like... <laughs> you just, I'm just said like, it annoys you. It's a bit annoying. <laughs> Literally. It's just like, it's just like... Listener, just scroll back a little bit on your podcast <laughs> to find... No, but it's just like, it's just like, why not the Arctic Monkeys? Like, there's no reason why not. Uh, were so we they had ever whole... the Arctic Monkeys? Hmm? Did were they ever that? No, Did they drop it? no, no, no. But as in like, bands always were if they were plural, always were the before like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, you sure. know, the Monkeys. Talking Heads. Talking Heads are an exception that proves the rule. I don't think so. I just think I can't think of many other examples <laughs> right now. Um, Johnny, you weren't smoking because of that though. I yeah, I was smoking because I'm now imagining a guest role for John Burko. To shout division really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, Which completely not wise. Just crack me up. It definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd do, love it. Are we thinking too much into it, or is there a, is there a reason they've dropped that? Yeah, it definitely. It seems article. more like a like a verb, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a, there's more there's something more to it. They um, divide time from space. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. And, uh, and do we know that? I mean, they said something last episode about we've yeah. done, we've messed with yeah. space. Now we're messing we'll, with time and fight between time. That's space. not how it works for sure. Yeah. Do we what know the that the the, <laughs> vi- the division are a time lord slash Gallifreyan thing, or are they separate and some of them are time lords? I had had previously assumed the former, but now think it's the latter. Mm. Mm. Wait, which way round was that? Sorry, I, I b- before I thought it was like like a time lord thing. Mm-hmm. Now I'm assuming it's just just a thing, just thing. its own thing. Which is a shame to me because I was kind of hoping, as you sort of said, the division and the Times Child are separate mm. big reveals from last season, and I was hoping... the division one sort of got buried, didn't it? Yeah, they sort of yeah. buried the leader. But I was hoping bit. it's all built into each other, and I was hoping Swarm in some way was I, a little bit. Of me was hoping that is it Azure the other one. Mm. Azure or like Passenger or anything one of them is actually a previous Doctor I was hoping that they were going to do something very base yeah because we've had two actors playing Swarm exactly so I was like really hoping that this is actually maybe Swarm and Azure are actually the same species as the Doctor Mm. or something like that well we we were sort of thinking maybe that they were TARDISes weren't we yeah or like anything to do with this other actually more interesting reveal even if it was Cat Candid last series and it it doesn't feel like that's where we're going though, which is quite disappointing to me. It's disappointing, but also I'm I I'm kind of part of me is admittedly relieved that we've not reopened the timeless child kind of worms yet. I know I feel full like open it with that once you've once you've opened that door, 
I want Finish you to the stop job. vomiting yeah. Brexit, through it. Brexit means Brexit. Exactly. I don't yeah. want you to just sort of open it and kind of dangle yourself mm. <laughs> through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the yeah. full piss. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, sure. Yeah, okay, fine. I yeah, I just I think I'm too I'm too frightened that he'll do that he'll fuck it up more. Oh he will. But yeah, that's yeah. sort of fun. I yeah, think yeah. it'll be funny to talk about for the next three yeah, years how okay, much he just did. sort of own it. There's yeah. only so bad it can be as well, because the era's nearly over. Yeah. Right? I kind Fingers of search <laughs> word. I almost want to see I I at this point, just because I, I really believe in RTD's ability as a writer, I want to see how broken a product Chibnall can give him. You know what? So, You're the second person to say this this, this week really? to me. My, I saw my dad at the weekend, and he said part of him wants to see Chibnall um, just keep adding question upon question upon yeah. question, and then just go, all right, Russell, you sort it out. Like, it's quite a funny idea, isn't it? Because yeah. he's, he's so good, he probably would do an okay job at yeah. whatever he's given. So, like, fuck it, let's find, let's let's make Russell's let's, job yeah, hard. Yeah, paint Russell into a corner. Yeah. And see and see how he gets out of it. Sort of heaven sent Russell into his little... Like, fuck <laughs> it, let's have Jodie, re- like, uh, regenerate into a cactus. And then Russell's opening scene is like, fuck, we, I've got a cactus. We don't want a retread of Meg Lost, though, do we? Is that a... That, that is a Doctor Who style. Is that actually a pot? <laughs> is it actually a cactus? Sort of. Yeah. Well? There's a yeah. villain that's a cactus. And it's then a yellow cactus. It, yeah, and it can, it, uh, it's sort of green actually. Oh, okay. And it well, can it can uh, shape shift into anything, mm-hmm. and it shape shifts into Tom Baker, and he's yeah. a cactus Doctor Who. Wow, I, I I I'm I think I'm glad I didn't know that making that joke. Yeah. Fun fun fact. Um, uh, two fun facts about uh, Megalos actually. Um, firstly, in Madame to Swords, they had a Megalos, a uh, Tom Baker, and a regular one, and and that makes. Um, Tom Baker, the only person to have had two waxworks of himself in Madame to Swords at the same time. Mm, that's very exciting. Um, second Megalos fact is that um, Gareth Roberts, in an early draft of the Alex knows this one, of the Lodger, uh, up upstairs, it was Megalos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is a that is fun fact. <laughs> Johnny doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could care less about classic who. We watched some and you liked it. I did, but like it's you loved City of Death. I really did. Yeah, but what? I uh, yeah, I just I'm I'm. You didn't so much yeah. love the case of Andrew's Arnie. Oh, I fully hated it. Yeah, you didn't like it. And then I loved Vengeance on Barros. So I have, uh, d- don't put this in. I haven't seen. <laughs> You've not seen them. No, I have not. Not not any of those three. Legit. Yeah, I'm, legit. Keep, I'm keeping that in. Yeah, I thought you. Alex, yeah. <laughs> classic who? Dead Ting. <laughs> Can you say dead ting? Am I going to get in trouble for that? You'll just have to lose that whole section. Everything (laughs) about the cactuses. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm standing by my status. When when you said cactus, I did think like Ed and Out show puppet cactus sort of thing. Mm, That's sort of where I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Much, much higher standard than that. What did did you think of the way we weaved in Bell and Vinda's story into this? Um, We didn't weave it in. Yeah. Actually, I was... Reading the other day, and this this is the sort of extremely interesting thing that I do in my spare time. They have like rules and things about how the credits work on on programs on the BBC. Like, okay. can can it be a scrolling text? Can it be a slides? And I was I was just getting distracted thinking like there must have been so much paperwork to get that glitchy really? credit scene. Really, that's like surely. a complex thing for them to sort out. Been. That, interesting. I 
that does not speak well to the amount of attention I was paying at by that <laughs> point. Um, it felt no. very like them trying to do like a Loki. Yeah, or like it just couldn't or a, fit or anywhere Wonder, else. Or like yeah. a WandaVision. Because mm. could, they could have just put it at the end. Because yeah. throughout the episode, it just, it just kept cutting yeah. away to, mm. to random scenes of that mm. anyway. So they could have just you know left a bit of a gap and then put it yeah. on the end. Um, but they, I think they, it was them deliberately trying to emulate Marvel, yeah. actually. Um, Do you know what's For better or for worse. To me, where that plot went, if in the next episode, Vinda finds Belle, yeah. we'd established in the episode before that Vinda's looking for Belle and Belle's looking for Vinda. We, needed, we, need, we needed to establish um, Azure's role. Yeah. And I think probably as well, like... Maybe could Bell. we have done that in the next episode? Quite maybe, probably, maybe. though, I we don't know like, what the next episode is going to look I like. Honestly, I'm don't not sure feel we can like fairly say that was true. I can't imagine. No, you know what it reminded episode. me of? Actually, it reminded me of the cutaway scenes in um, Extremis with um, Missy's execution. Mm. In, in in so much as it was completely unrelated to the rest of the story, there was no link whatsoever, and it just occasionally cut away. What I. What I have just remembered, um, she she stops talking about the academy, which I, I don't. To me, that's a. Oh, did she talk about the academy? Yeah, yeah, she was like, "Oh, back when we were in the academy together." Well, was oh, that the shit. division academy? Because they mentioned yeah. that they had just graduated, they get married, they couldn't go on holiday, mm. so they have one night of passion in a hotel. <laughs> Uh, in a capsule hotel and she's like it's an amazing it was an amazing, it was an amazing night. Night. I saw some tweet actually um, I'm going to find it because it's funny enough uh, it oh, was like it was do you a, think that's like, the night when they created Vinda's as yet unborn child the doctor well, the doctor <laughs> don't Alex I don't I can't as I think, think so, the as yet unborn doctor so it was, as, yet um, unborn as doctor. we refer to as yet unborn babies <laughs> So it was a it was a a, a snap of um, Bell saying instead we had that one night I mean don't be wrong that was more than a good night and then the caption says it was more than a good night okay Bell we get it we've all seen you man <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought that was excellent and I gave it a retweet yeah I hear's really hot hear's hot yeah. do we do we think it's going to be the Doctor what do we think. When, is it going to be the master? Maybe when in, in that in spoken that about first episode when he was uh, um, at Outpost Rose, interestingly named, um, and he was talking about like, oh, I'm I'm just observing. It felt very like, oh, you know, time lords are only meant Shit, to observe. True, blah, true, blah, true, blah. true. So, they're, they're, so does that mean the Grand Serpent is a time lord? Probably. It's it's probably the Pythia, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit, yes. Yeah. <gasps> it's a py- I, I so that, that's Lungbarrow again. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that is Lungbarrow. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Right. I assume Pythia means like Python? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big snake. Oh! Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's a yeah. pretty good link. It's this sort of shit Chipper would pull, isn't it? Right, yeah. I think, I think you've hit the nail. Well, that sounds yeah. like too many correct answers. We're getting more um, We're getting more Grant Serpent next week. Yes. Mm. One thing I saw pointed out, uh, again, I'm, I'm uh, getting this from somebody else on the internet, I can't remember him. Um, but it was a, uh, a thing about, they say at the start of the episode that the village becomes army barracks later. Oh. And, and then, then we they establish yeah. the unit is there, in, but probably in the village, right? Well, that's quite a good link, actually. And yeah. then the Grand Serpent is there with unit for whatever yeah. reason. Were you surprised to see Kate Stewart in the uh, next time trailer? A little bit. I was a little bit surprised. Yeah. It's not the sort of character I thought would be brought back. Although, of course, Chibnall was the one to introduce her in the first place. Yeah. There was, oh, was he? Sort, well, sort, sort of. Yeah. The Power of Three. Oh, is that the one that introduces her? Fair yeah. enough, then. Yeah, yeah. Were you about to say what I think you're about to say? 
that downtime. Originally, she's in downtime, but it's not really the same, meaningfully the same character. Yeah, but do you you believe him when he says that? It feels like quite a coincidence, sort of. Does he claim that that he 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 didn't know about that? The the story is that he completely coincidentally created um, this this the character, the daughter of the brigadier, who is also called Kate. I mean, Kate is not. That's unusual yeah, no, that name, I guess. I imagine it's one of those names that if you look at sort of British names, yeah, that is true. For girls, it's like top three. Pretty but it still feels a bit of a coincidence. To uh, Johnny, do you know about this? No, so I've heard a, Downtown's a big finish. No, so it's a, it's a straight no, to it's a straight to um, video fan film, licensed fan film. License. Well, they license some of the characters, yeah. i.e., the Brigadier. Oh, so they could refer it to was them by sort name. Of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing before Big Finish. Right. Yeah. Okay. So in the in the early nineteen nineties, and uh, Nick Courtney, who played the Brigadier, is in it, um, as is um, Elizabeth Sladen, I think, yeah. and um, Deborah Watling, yeah. and some other people. So this is quite serious. Like, like this oh, is a really f- fan. There are a few. Kind of, there are a few well, things like this made by of, people yeah. like Mark Gatiss and Nicholas Briggs. Um, in the early nineties. Oh, okay. I've not heard about this. And um, in that, there is a character. Kate... I won't watch it. <laughs> no, I've no. Not heard oh, I've never seen it. Yeah. No, in me, that, me neither. In that, there is a character. <laughs> Kate I have Stewart. zero intention of ever watching. If someone <laughs> offered me to watch it, I probably would say no thanks. Hey, we can watch it tonight if you want. I'm, no, um, no I'm sure it's on. I think I might leave before then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we might have to open another beer for that, but um, we could watch the sexy Zygon one. That exists oh, too. Geez. There's like there a, a sex tape. Like a Zygon sex thing. Anyway. David um, Tennant's favourite episode? <laughs> Back in 2007. Yeah, did. I was shocked <laughs> Wait, that when I realised. What? Yeah. yeah. What anyway, 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 anyway. In that, there is not the Zygon one. In downtime, there's a character, Kate Stewart, who is the daughter of the Brigadier, and is called Kate Stewart. Does sound kind of quite does a sound big suspicious. coincidence, doesn't it? It's interesting that he has sort of managed to do that, and then without having read Longbarrow, very coincidentally done all of this timeless child stuff as well. He, he keeps sort of accidentally walking into the same. Mm. He probably doesn't know about season 6B as well. He's just This is very season this. Very, Division is very yeah. season 6B. And that's what's kind of frustrating about it. I, I am aware of that one, yeah. yeah. Molly's, <laughs> my, Molly's yapped my ear off about <laughs> 6B. What's kind of frustrating though about the Division is like, yeah, this is an idea... Paul Cornell had in like 1992 like mm. it's not that's it's unsurprising yeah. like it's the first thing you'd think it, of yeah because every part of this feels very familiar on it some feels level very like, like um, it's Jason yeah, Bourne well it's section 31 it's the secret Dax who killed people and then got repressed mm-hmm. all of that it's you know it's just it's all, just all stuff we've seen before yeah, in different places and it's very got, yeah got the t-shirt yeah. kind of thing at the end of the story the doctor is recalled to her post at the division yes. but then also is transformed into an angel mm. yes I found those two elements um, inconsistent like they said she's been recalled and I was like oh she's going to teleport now yeah. away and then they made her into an angel and I was like oh what is what's going I, on I suspect that probably is just a teleport it's like Han Solo frozen in Carbonite, Carbonite kind of thing. Is, yeah, that's just how the angels teleport. Yeah, kind I of imagine it's yeah, maybe they all sort of go for a walk together mm. now when no like, one's looking. Yeah. Like it's a very evocative image, but I suspect it is. It looked quite cool. Image. I thought actually. Yeah, Do you I think like we're it. getting a Doctor Light episode? I hope so. Because of this, I think that would be good. I don't know. I've, yeah, because fuck Jimmy yeah. Willick has Shut your mouth. What you mean? Shut your mouth. Be cool if Joe Martin was the one to rescue them from the patch, wouldn't it? That'd be fun. It'd be great. And the oh, daughter, not the one you're expecting. A doctor yeah. 
a uh, Ruth Doctor focused episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be Which is what you. Once Upon Time should have been. I mean, yeah. the more I, I, I actually watched that again at the weekend mm. um, with my dad, and the more I think about it, the more I think the Ruth Doctor reveal should have happened right at the start of that episode when it first cut away to the Doctor and her team on mm. outside mm. Atropos. Should have been rude straight away, and it only should have cut back to Jodie's Doctor when she was confused yeah. and everything else should have been Joe Martin yeah. do you think Joe Martin or, or the Ruth Doctor rather is too doctory because she's because she's supposed to be very yeah. anti-doctor she is this kind of unknowable strange past she's working for this morally ambiguous division kind of thing I could see that as a good is argument it? for her then being like the direct lineage it's her that regenerates to William Hartnell mm. because it's the characters it's her turning against the division going actually do you know what I'm sick of this mm. yeah maybe we meet some previous doctors pre Joe Martin and they're more sketchy than she is yeah but I think the fact that the, the fact that she's not particularly sketchy the fact that she's yes you know working for the time she has a big gun yeah that's true although not the other day yeah, true, and she's true. still wearing like doctory clothes. She mm-hmm. wasn't in their their uniform or anything, but she's still kind of you know risking her life to save others. She's trying to help hostages. She's fighting these, you know, very enjoyably, but essentially pantomime evil villains. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Jodie Whittaker kind of takes inspiration from her at the end. She solves the problem the same way. It's mm. not like oh, last time I murdered all of these people, but this time. I'm... It, mm. I, it, I, it I mean, kind of... always this this. I mean, this gets timeless, childy again mm. because this is always undermined. For me, since the since that mm. timeless children revelation, it's always undermined the journey Hartnell's Doctor goes on, from being mm. not the Doctor yeah. to by the end of his era, very much learning mm. to be the Doctor. And but I think but if he's done that already, that, yeah. then what's the point? Yeah, it's it's mm. a good point that you raise though, like because also it means that if the Division's such a traumatic episode, if if Ruth Doctor's pretty much the Doctor's character, yeah. like, you you kind of want to be going back and go, oh God, I was. I used to be an awful person, yeah. but to go back and go, I used to do a job that I don't remember doing, but I was largely the same person. Yeah, there's not much I mean, Even there. I mean, it is true that it does kind of undermine the Hartnell stuff. Mm. I don't particularly care. Well, I, I mean, I care because I get bothered about small things like that. But I don't care in the sense that you know I think you should be able to vandalize the past, whatever. It's the only way to be yeah, healthy. Now. I totally agree. But yeah. I think doing it so. This, but it's, but it's banal the way it's been yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like the Han Solo film yeah. where they sort of took Alden Eldenreich's Han Solo on the mm. same journey that Harrison Ford's Han Solo goes on in A New Hope and yeah. Empire Strikes Back mm. but just before and then we're let, now led to believe oh he just kind of mm. resets and does the same do you know what I mean like the, mm. the, the Han Solo at the end of that Han Solo film has, has learned to be a hero I think and then and then suddenly he's a scoundrel yeah. again like mm. it feels like that's what we're getting but for the Doctor at the end because it's not it's almost like if they then had Harrison Ford extremely conflicted about what he did as Alden Ehrenreich mm. because and I think it does undermine the material being given to Jodie if you know if there isn't that much contrast if she's not you know if the identity crisis she's ostensibly being asked to betray isn't that much of a crisis so I think that's the real problem it's yeah, not like it's, you know it's, it's canon or whatever it's just the here and now it's not she working. doesn't remember being that doctor but it's not jarring to see her as that mm. doctor like we it's it would be it would be fantastic basically if she just went around slitting people's throats 
Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, we did. <laughs> well, we got that be... bit where she snaps the Jadoon's horn, yeah. and that's that's awful. That's like visceral. That's like oh yeah. shit. That's the sort of thing we should get though. But should she be spitting part. at people a bit more? Do you think? Spitting. Well, we've got Joe Ma- uh, Jody basically spitting at Mandit Gill every time we have some deep law reveal that gets cut short. Yeah, 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 yeah true. Her, she's, she's been. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into the performances. Maybe, jo- maybe, <laughs> um, maybe uh, the fugitive doctor should carry a shiv in her boot. That might be quite funny. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, or maybe like kind a of wild. Moment. What do they do in prison? Like they have a, um, they have a, um, a toothbrush holder, don't they, with a shiv up their bum? Uh, that's news to me but yeah, I, I, I don't that, know in my so, I've, so I've heard anyway yeah my experience yeah. Um, but I think I don't, I don't know could, could you introduce something like that I, think, I don't know I mean I think if you've got like kind of the first black doctor and they're doing all of this like criminal stuff <laughs> sure, sure. Stuff, that's true actually that's, maybe, that, maybe that's yeah. yeah I mean actually maybe on a serious note I was joking yeah. on, a, on a serious <laughs> note maybe if you did have the first black doctor as this very brutal character mm. Maybe that is a negative yeah. stereotype that we don't want to. It's like if that we don't want to start if mining. Kind of John Hurt yeah. had been black or had been a woman, and there was like, oh, you know, this is this character we don't acknowledge. Mm. There would have been an undertone to that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which which is, yeah, but that really points bringing up John Hurt. John Hurt was sort of un, like an unfamiliar presence as the mm. Doctor. He didn't come across. I don't know. I was about to bring this up the other way. I was about to say yeah. actually. We're criticising this, but well, John Hurt's but think, Doctor was too Doctory but I think in many ways. The, the difference is John Hurt's Doctor being Doctory sort of was the point. Like it was, oh, he he thinks of himself this way, but actually sure. we all this moment yeah, of yeah, validation yeah. True, here. True, true, true. Mm. With the Fugitive Doctor, it's kind of like Chibnall just doesn't yeah, have yeah. another way of writing it here. There isn't yeah. that level of thought gone into it. He's not. What he should have been doing is thinking about it as an entirely different character, and he hasn't. He's just been thinking mm. about it as the Doctor, but played by Joe Martin. Yeah, yeah you almost you want. Joe Martin's doctor be to be the 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 doctor making the decisions that you know we got with the uh, second episode when it did the retread of uh, the Christmas invasion about like they were retreating. Mm. You want those kinds of decisions yeah. to be the sort of decision that a pre Hartnell doctor would make actually, or a division doctor would make. Did you know that when um when when they kind of first had that idea when Vinay Patel pitched it in like. 2016 or whatever yeah. wait are, so the, so the well, Joe Martin doctor was yeah so, or the idea that it would be a this was in a Doctor Who magazine recently okay, and fine. it was not it was not the most detailed it certainly was not £10 worth of detail but um, never mind that um, it was it, it sort of said yeah that the original idea from him was that this would be a future doctor who mm, kind of exiled okay. herself I don't know where it kind of became the previous idea maybe Chibnall had his timeless child idea and thought, oh, that'll fit quite well with my existing thing. Right, that's but, interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. That is really yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's really news to me. Mm. And, I mean, I don't know, I'm, if, if what Chibnall finds interesting about this is the division and if we're seemingly getting Jodie working for them next week, kind of wonder if maybe, you, you know, why wasn't that just the status quo for Zero? Like, at the end of Rams Grab Colosse, she's, she's press-ganged into this group. If that's the sort of stuff he's interested in, mm. where where's all the other kind of surrounding noise coming from? I wonder. I still don't think it's any good. But. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's 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 whether it's good or not. It's almost like, well, why have you not committed to it yeah. until now? It's if this or is true. Or do you what? think you're committing to it? Yeah, I. Yeah. How much more 
Fugitive Doctor do you think we're getting? I would be surprised if it was more than 10 minutes total. Has it been more than 10 minutes total so far? Uh, I think probably if you include the Jadu... No, probably not, actually. Yeah, because I'm thinking, like, from the, Hello, We've seen the I'm most the of her in the Fugitive. Yeah. Oh, is it from opening the lighthouse? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen a lot of Ruth. Ruth was in that episode yeah. for a significant portion. Probably not. Yeah. Probably, yeah, I think... I'd love to see more of it. I'd love if it's a Doctor Light episode next week and we're seeing a lot of Ruth Doctor. I don't mm. honestly see it happening. Because, mm. mm. I mean, do you think, like... I mean, let's say 60th anniversary is the five Doctors again or whatever. Do you think that's the sort of thing she'd be involved in? Do you think... I would love it if she were. I can imagine Russell really liking her, mm. actually. Do you know what I mean? I can imagine yeah. Russell really taking to her as a performer and as, a, as an idea. I think I think Jay Martin is a very good performer. Doing a lot with not a lot I on would, the page. Would, the fact that, like, yeah, she's given nothing and mm. she still managed to wow us. I could really see... It being like Russell is Russell's not going to do a factory resell on Doctor Who Russell's like does enjoy the show he's, he's got way too much respect for Chris Jibber I imagine to do mm. that anyway and, and it's not really what I want anyway mm. I think if there's one element that he will focus on and be like actually let's play with this it is the Ruth Doctor mm. would be my mm. guess as well mm. maybe I don't know yeah. I don't know that's my guess just from knowing his taste and mm. Mm. Yeah. I think our our hopes of her being the 14th Doctor are Long since Dash. Yeah, yeah. I, think, that, I don't think he'd cast her, but I think he'd use her for a special. Yeah. yeah Do you yeah. have kind of someone you're hoping for for the next? Jonathan Volfish. We talked about this. A, we talked about this a bit on um, on our acid reflux preemptive strike episode, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. We said yeah. Barlow. We suggested the U band. Chuliza. Chuliza. <laughs> have you been saving that one up? No, it just. It, it, it I I want both Phaser. And Tuli. Phaser is the companion. Tulisa is the doctor. And Dappy is canine. Dappy. <laughs> yes. No, Dapp- who could Dappy play? Dappy could be a... Davros. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I like that. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, any other ideas? No. I'd, 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 is there anyone? Cause you, anyone you've got in mind? That's um, a stupid... I mean, give us your own stupid suggestion. But I, mean, I, I don't think I could Nothing top, I couldn't top that. Okay. But, um, well, I, don't, I think Chris Jumbo would be quite good at it. Say that again. Kush Jumbo. I don't know who that is. She's she she did um this thing with David Tennant recently, Deadwater Fell, Channel Four, Crime Drama. Oh, I, I know her from that. kind of the good fight. Um she played one of the lawyers in that and she was really, really good in that. Oh, I've not seen um, that either, to be honest. Well, I, yeah, I would recommend clueless, that. Alex. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Cool. Uh, there you go. I do watch other television. Wild card choice, so. okay, fine. No, we clearly don't watch other television. <laughs> I don't watch enough television at all uh, do you want some notes from my card yeah go on and took a couple of notes um, Peggy's weird just mm. wrote that down at one point that I couldn't work young out Peggy whether Bug. the child actor was maybe was, young one was just weird was like weird or it was a bad actor or both I, I thought it was a good actor did you think it was a good actor good okay, at being fine. weird yeah um, here's, here's one I wrote Belson question mark question mark I thought this was our second sort of Quite peculiar ref- reference to mm. the Holocaust in. Uh, oh yeah, no, Jim yeah, there was a there was a weird Holocaust kind of reference, right? From yeah, the, I, I felt like that sort mm. of was. Um, it, to listeners who didn't catch it, at one point, Professor, I want to call him Lazarus. He's called Professor Jericho. Yeah. Um, you go like the doctor's like, God, you're all taking this in your steed. You're you're, you're in fact you're fascinated, which could be a kind of a, a moment where it's a bit like uh, on the Murder on the Orient Express uh, episode. 
that's not what it's called, is it? What's it called? No, it's yeah. called, M- Mumming on the Orient Mumming on the Orient Express, yeah. where uh, the Doctor's like, oh, you're, you're kind of great to uh, that dude that I've forgotten his name. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Yeah. Um, but instead she's like, oh, you're handling this great. And he goes like, yeah, well, I liberated a concentration camp. <laughs> it was quite a weird <laughs> vibe, wasn't it, actually? Yeah. Did you see um, Darren, Darren Mooney? Yes, like yes, I did. Say, he was before. saying it was. I couldn't work out whether he was say what whether he was praising it or just he, saying. Well, he, it. No, he was praising it. And I thought it was quite an interesting point, which I will paraphrase with with a tenth of the insight. But um, sort of, sort of like the, this guy's observed all of these horrors. It's equating it with the Weeping Angels, and then he kind of tied it into this sort of theme of watching and observing that is running through the. Um, the, the Chibnall Whitaker era. He does sort of shout, "You are observed," yeah. doesn't he? That's kind of like I see what you're doing. Yeah. I name you. Yeah. To be honest, I, I like personally. I, Do you think I, it's a reach? I I found it more just one of those things of going like I just don't think this show at the moment has the weight to even like go close go to invoking the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the it, last time it did it, did it yeah. very badly. And they should way. not go near it again. Yeah. So there's was, a there, isn't there a novel where like all of the major Nazis are infected by um, vampires aliens yeah. and that is why They're they all, did the yeah. things they did this is a, a Doctor Who uh, weirdly I love that a Terrence Dix <laughs> you shouldn't love that weirdly I think that's I think that commits so hard to the bit though <laughs> but like it's like I think the throwaway like there's an implication of the, with the throwaway line that's just like you just don't take this issue for what it is whereas yeah. the full like yeah. Fuck it, Nazis yeah, are aliens. Really don't yeah. take it. Who gives a shit? Oh well. Fine, 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 fine. It's sci-fi. Deal with it, bitches. <laughs> this is in the, the of... era, era of Doctor Who novels where they would, they loved evoking stuff like that. Like there's loads mm. of rape in them and stuff. Blimey! Okay. Because they just, they just like they could, so they did. I I didn't know that. Gone in a charity shop once when did I was you? like ten or eleven, and I opened it and it was like. Fuck, said the cyber leader. <laughs> and I closed it and I have never opened it again. That's so funny. It was just, oh, it was the stupidest thing. Apologies to David Banks, but yeah. No worries. Did David Banks write that? Yeah, I believe he did. Oh, fine, yeah. okay, whatever. Uh, yeah. The, the, David Banks is like the John Barrymore of the classic hit. Oh, is in the, in, no, 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 not in any pervy <laughs> way. Oh, because uh, that's where my mind No, just in the that. way that he... Um, he played the cyber leader on a number of occasions and he fucking loved that he played the cyber leader and he wrote loads of novels about it and like a guide to the cyberman book and like it's big John Barrowman energy but yeah yeah. other notes uh, Neil playing the same role uh, Neil from The Inbetweeners playing the same role as Koshamas yeah. in, in that just sort of you rock up at a planet and it's like some white, some sort of character goes like we've got a whole sort of portal to another place and it's, yeah, pretty it's similar wrong, actually. Pretty similar. Uh, it's the same like, that oh. felt very classic. Who actually that whole mm. thing about there's a, we, we there's a, a sort of status quo here, and the person comes into that situation and knows that it's misguided and wrong. That felt very classic. Who Belle is acting out classic Who plots because she is the doctor's <gasps> fuck off no her granddaughter yes! daughter herself. Yes! Did you see? They there was a bit in the second episode. Vinda's in the temple and he is very pointedly talking about his planet but he is not naming it so it is a name we will recognise that's a and also he's, he's heard of TARDISes but yeah. thinks they're a myth 
Alex, you're so fucking on it with this point. You're, you're on so it. Right. Like it's hot. Oh, God, we're going to have to put a spoiler content on this episode. You're because on it like a rat up right. a pump. <laughs> on it like a rat in a pump. A rat up a pump. It's not. I'm is sorry, what? <laughs> you never heard that before? No. I want you to viscerally describe what you mean. I don't really know what it means. Uh, like like I, a bicycle A pump? former colleague of my dad used to say it a lot. A rat up a pump? On it like a rat up a pump. What do you think it means? Because I don't even know what you're implying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know whether it's a phrase or whether she made it up. Because on it like a car bonnet. That rhymes. That's a thing. Yeah. On it like a car bonnet is on a car. Um, The other one is on it like a nun in a cucumber field, but that's just a bit tawdry. Well, that's a a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. On it like a rat. I'm not getting a suggestion from Google. I'm not surprised by that at all. (laughs) Okay, hang on. While you Google that, I'm, I'm only I'm only getting rat of a drain pipe. That makes more. Maybe sense. she means a drain pipe. Yeah, rat in a. Does she think drain, drain pipes pump, pump water out? I don't know. They they just filter. <laughs> they. I've, I mean, I I'm I just know she said it and I picked it up. Can we get her on as a guest for next week? She also I used to, she also used to, to describe things as um, so you know you'd say things were sick like in a yeah. in a yeah. positive way, um she um is not of the generation where you would say that but had picked up because yeah. she was a teacher she picked up younger people saying that mm-hmm. and she decided she would take it one level further and she used to describe things as gangrenous <laughs> oh, oh she I love go, that that's totally gangrenous anyway oh, I'm in Dutch you that. use illnesses to swear at people do you? yeah you'd say that tuberculosis you, well you'd actually you, you literally would you'd would you? Like, like but you'd combine it with an animal so the most classic one of the most rude things to say in Dutch is to call someone a cancer dog Oh, so this is like when I say that um, that you that you're spurned like a rabid dog. What do you mean when you say? You've heard me you say never that. S- you've I'm heard sorry. me say you, that. Listen, if there's any hardcore listeners who listen to every episode, I'd like for you to comment under that that Molly has never said that in not in a podcast, countless hours. But I've but I've I've said that to you before without a shadow of a doubt. You just you clearly didn't listen to me. No, because that's no, you haven't. I have said that before. No. no. I can't even remember what you said. What did you say? Spurned like a rabid dog. That's Spurned? what the sound was like. No. Yes. Not a, no, you've never said that. I said that before. Have you heard this? You never, listened to well, the podcast. Not on the podcast, but that is only like okay. an hour of I'm, my fortnight. I'm, I'm sorry, but the only... If you're like, I don't say that, and the only sort of recorded part of my speech... The only, I've definitely the only said bit of evidence. I don't know why I'm arguing. It's not good if I have said it or not said it. It's just well, a, I live a thing you. I sometimes I say. Spurred, like, I say it... What a situation I might say it is, you say like... I don't even know why you'd say that, yeah. Oh, can you... Um, I'm going to call my mum, could you stay out of the living room for the next for the next hour? And I might say, oh, I'm spurned like a rabid dog. Yours doesn't spurned. seem like a spurn. Like I'm Surely spurned. you're spurning like me. Sp- no, no, you would spurn me by sending me out. Oh, I'm the one sending you out. Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought you were sending me out. Yeah, I was yeah. like, surely that makes sense. So you would tell me, and I'd go, oh, I've been spurned like a rabid dog. I, I think you said this three times when you're 17 and you think no, it's a personality trait. not true. Do I've it. said this before. I don't think you've ever said it. I'm not claiming it's a personality trait. It's just I've said it before. I haven't made it. Johnny, do you think I've made it up tonight? No. I think so. Yeah. Alex, you're my witness. Yeah, she made it up. I, I did not like make a, it up like tonight. So, to work into the recording. For the listener, God's sake. what's happened actually is she's probably edited out. There was a really big pause where we watched her think. For a second, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, no, no. The whole podcast pause. She was like, like "Hang 10 on, ten minutes." And we watched her put her head, her eyes up towards sort of her forehead, and went, 
This is some hot bullshit. I'm spurned like a rabid dog. Well, the it? thing is, I've got the power and I can just edit this bit out. Sure, but if this bit stays in, then the listener will assume that you've edited out this, this piece. <laughs> Go on, what are you going to say? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just about ready to wrap this thing up. Okay, I, I like have one more. For what's you? the time? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're, 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 we're done. Other notes. I liked the touch of when they exited in 1967. The old couple were trying to use it as a police box. Mm, that was fun. That was cool. That yeah, was it's always touch. nice when they do that. Yep. Um, do you want any other of these? Uh, if there's a good one, yeah. There's one that's sort of more of a larger thing. Uh, I like that the Doctor was more active. Mm. The Doctor had like active an active role in the plot instead of just Agreed. kind of play along. Um, yeah, and Maxine Alderton is really good at writing haunted houses. Mm. Yeah, she's shit hot. Yeah. Yeah. I had. A question for you folks. Oh, okay. How how did you feel about the angels having sort of, you know, voices, motivations, jobs? Well, they've had it, Angel Bob before. That is true. Yeah. Um, so they have communicated through through somebody mm. in that way before. I liked that they used Jericho's voice. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. Mm. Um, I think it does take away a bit of the mystique that they are like they've got a day job. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I, I actually. But is the division that the fact that they would they cut the vert off it and they're saying division is that's what it's made it seem more spiritual. It made it seem yeah, more. True. But actually, I didn't mind as much as I. I agree. I don't love them losing that allure of mysticism, but I also think if you, the best way to keep them mystic is to never write them into the plot again after Blink. Mm. Once now you, you have once yeah, you true. start doing more episodes it would be dull to just have them as this yeah. very mystic creature. You kind of have to add to them each time. And I think I didn't mind, even though it's not, for me, nothing will be yeah. a blink for them. I, I totally get why. And it's a valuable thing to go. And actually, they must have a society. They are creatures. Mm. Getting a bit of an insight into that is kind of fun. Does this line up with what um, Patrick Ness was going to do in class? Because, so Alex, for those who don't know listeners, Alex wrote um, an article about, for Radio Times, about... Um, the plans for class season two, of course, which was going to fe- feature the angels uh, heavily. Spoiler alert! Mm. Does this line up with the plans? Yeah, well, I was going to say you can see how subtly I prompted you on to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Or well, because the sort of the basic gist um, for for the many of you who haven't read it, but um, the the idea was that sort of this second series would um, kind of feature or, or hint at. A civil war between the angels but that it would specifically be framed as this kind of unknowable mysterious thing so the idea that they're having a civil war would have been something that's kind of interpreted in fragments by the other characters like mm. oh it seems okay. like this group is maybe kind of cool. that group because mm. um, you'd never catch it in action yeah. you'd only catch it mid or after really yeah just yeah. like the kind of sense that something bigger was going on the other Bit, the the idea that I thought was genuinely quite interesting was um, he said that kind of the theme of the um, series would be like sort of deals with the devil deals with the devil rather like what how far would you go to do this that the other and he had this idea about um, uh, kind of a future version of one of the leads coming back to tell his past version to do something or not do something or whatever um, and it did make me think that that's kind of the one thing we've not done with the angels yet like the idea of the angels as sort of a temptation that people might want to go back mm. um, 
Yeah, they, yeah, like they don't. There's a novel actually by yeah, Jonathan Morris, Morris yeah. um, which sort of does mm. that a bit, and um, I quite enjoyed yeah. actually. Because um, I mean, I was thinking this morning you could do something like yeah. Father's Day with mm. the Weeping Angels. Mm. They'd slot into that relatively nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of format. It's true. There's I can't remember the exact plot mechanic of that Jonathan Morris it's... novel, but it, I remember it being intriguing and good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Sort of a rom com. It's sort of like a Richard Curtis type thing. Mm. Well, because his, 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 this guy. Um, I'm gonna find the plot synopsis yeah, online. His, uh, his sort of, wife um, um, dies in a car crash. Yeah. Many years later, he's sent back in time by a weeping angel. Right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. You're right, Alex. Um, and they reconnect. Sort of. He he spends the next decade of his life trying to avert her death, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, You'll have to read it to find yeah, out. Yeah, I can't remember so, yeah, much I, about I, it, but I, I remember enjoying it. I love that as a twist on it, though. I think yeah. that's actually kind of points to maybe going back. I feel almost we haven't actually spoken about the, the details in this, yeah. this episode yeah. that much. But um, going back to my issue with this one, which is to use the angels as an aesthetic and not really consider them as much as I'd have liked, that's the sort of thing I'd have loved to have seen mm. going okay, we have all this information about the angels, let's subvert it a little bit, let's yeah. go... Well, th- that's kind of it. the thing about the angels, is it's it that there's two things. There's the time travel thing, mm-hmm. and there's the don't blink thing. Yeah. And they're, they're related, but they're not really related. You could do you can do one without yeah. the other. So that's what, you know... They've done here. This story kind of did both, mm-hmm. but a lot of the set pieces were more don't blink. Yeah. Right? I think, yeah, I don't because I think... Is that what you were going to say, Johnny? Sorry, I feel I interrupted you slightly. Mm, no, no, no. It wasn't what I was going to say, but um, I enjoyed it. Okay, good. Because yeah. I feel like sort of like Blink itself mm. sort of does both, but it's kind of more about the time travel, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think... And then Time of Angels doesn't feature time travel mm. and it's just about don't blink. Yeah, they just kill them. They don't. Yeah. That's a good point, yeah. Angel Take Manhattan is back time to being travel, about yeah. time travel again. And this one sort of was a bit of happy medium, mm. I suppose. Mm. I mean, I think... Blink, I I think is probably closer to something like the girl in the fireplace than it Agreed. is. Agreed. You said James. this in your review, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So I told you I wouldn't have any new thoughts. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you joked on Twitter you were just going to bring a print out of the review. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was you, have you already written? Yeah. Your yeah review? Sorry, I haven't yeah. read it yet. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Should be. Sorry, you don't need I've to. Been, he does, religi- he does religiously read your reviews, actually. Yeah, I really oh. like them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I I really like every, a lot of the, the the stuff you wrote about the last two series. Actually, I'm, sorry, this is a bit of a diversion, <laughs> but you know you know those really long essays you wrote about the whole mm. thing. Fantastic! Thank they you. were really wonderful. <laughs> they, are, they are great. They were, they were brilliant. Well, yeah. like really well done. That was great to read. Enjoyed every second. Thank you. Um, what were you saying? Can't remember. <laughs> Do you, want, you, can, you can keep going. If I've been very much enjoying the podcast every week. Oh, he's kind. I was, he I has was, to say that. He has to say that. I was almost, almost sad that I won't have a new one to listen to this week. I mean, you could mm. listen back. I'll not get to listen to it. Do you feel, do you <laughs> no. feel uncomfortable I don't, I don't like to. listening to my own voice. No, okay. No. I mean, I, you know, nor do I, but I, I, I sort of have to. Yeah. To get this out, I guess. I sometimes put them on, this last series, when I'm... If I've gone out drinking, mm. and then I wake up too early and I'm like I would rather more of a lion I'll put it on as my like way to keep my brain active enough because like it's, it needs yeah. sleep because I can't just go try and go back to sleep but it'll be the sort of thing that's I know it well enough because I've already had this conversation yeah. that my brain will just let me have a lion 
So I'll listen yeah. to about 25 minutes of it and then the rest <laughs> will play out. And that's, I've listened to every single episode through that means so have far. Have you? Yeah. I didn't know you were doing that. I've had that. a drunken night once a week <laughs> that has sort of given me... She freaking bloody wreck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're done. Yeah. Thanks so much, Alex, for joining us. This is yeah. the first time I've met you. Yes. And it's yes. been lovely. First time I've met me too, yeah. I didn't even get you a water, did I? No, it was all right. I offered you a beer and I'll get you a water now. You Thank you. That's very kind. Around. We'll put some music on. Um, yeah, sorry for forcing you to do this whole podcast speaking for an hour and a bit. Yeah, you should have mentioned it, Alex. No, so I, I was just, just getting into it so much. Okay. Um, oh, I feel really bad now. It's all right. Uh, I've mostly forgotten. Johnny, thank you, uh, uh, as usual, for being my co-host. Molly, you... thank you for being my host. Oh, hello. Yeah. Uh, you can um, you can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at Galactic Yo-Yo Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Molly underscore Martian. You can follow Johnny on Twitter at Jonathan Volfish. You can follow Alex on Twitter at Moreland Writer. That's Moreland, the two words together. You can follow uh, me and Johnny's uh, theatre company uh, company um, at Little Creatures with a Z. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's you a can great Twitter. Email me. At Galat- there's so much of this now you can email me at galatiopod at gmail.com but Johnny but the, the email thing is compromised yeah so I get loads of spam so let me know if you've emailed me until next time bye bye everybody bye bye can we should we stop the recording yeah okay gorgeous thank you both how was that oh, that was good enjoy it was good fun yeah is it, uh, uh, you're, you're still recording? Yeah. <laughs> Is this going to go in? I was waiting for you to say something scandalous. Say something scandalous. Is this the post-credits scene? I hate you. You know who I fucking hate? What? Megan Markle. <laughs>